Hello there. I'm getting so good at saying that in different ways. That's my starting catchphrase. And then we got brutal for the end. So sick. Anyway, welcome to Oblivious Maximus number five. Um, Today has a lot of firsts. My first dual interview and my first musical performance. I'm so stoked I got to do that. And it sounds great. Um, My primary guest for this uh, podcast is Jamie Hay, who I've known for a while now. Jamie has played in a bunch of bands like A Death in the Family and Carnation and of late his solo work, um, of which he has performed a lot with Liam. Uh, Liam White is the second part of this podcast. Um, Jamie and him chat a little bit about writing music together and how they've been going about doing things. Um, yeah, I've got a pretty good background with Jamie. I only met Liam for the first time tonight having a chat with him, which was cool. Um, and it was great that they, you know, were kind enough to bless me with a new song to put up as an exclusive for the podcast. So yeah, um, I'm not going to talk too much because this episode's cool and, um, it was fun to get Jamie on and it was fun to have a song and it was fun to meet Liam and chat to Liam about his experience playing music with Jamie. Um, so yeah, I don't really have anything else I need to talk about really, I guess. Listen to why I exist, but uh, I'm going to keep spruiking my own band in this fucking podcast because I can. So yeah, enjoy. This is Oblivious Maximus number five with Jamie Hay and Liam White and a song, a song. Enjoy it. Brutal. Um, all right. Thank you for doing my podcast. No worries. Thanks for inviting me. It's fine. All right. Um, so I'm going to start at the same as I start the other ones. As far back as you can remember, what would be your introduction to music? Oh, far out. Uh, probably, probably rage. Yep. Um, Saturday morning as a kid. Like seeing Guns N' Roses or like Skid Row or something like that. Yeah, right. Uh, and that was the first thing to sort of make an impression on you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I From that moment, I kind of like cut out cardboard and taped a <laughs> ruler to the cardboard so the yeah. neck was uh, solid and would play like Get cardboard cutout. Yeah. Guitar on my bed, yeah, and that was your your introduction to doing that. There's a phone in the background, it's fine. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, so that was your introduction to, I guess, wanting to play music as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, from that moment, I wanted to. Uh, I would. Uh, I guess I, I think I like my stepbrother at the time had a guitar, and whenever he was out, I would sneak into his room and grab it <laughs> and. Play riffs and learn, yeah, uh, Skid Row riffs and the like, yeah, and pretty much. I think that I think I was about ten or eleven or something, yeah, yeah. And so, would did that sort of inform uh, an inkling towards like the alternative side of music? Was it seeing Skid Row and Guns N' Roses that did that, or was it something else that brought that on for you? I'm not sure. I guess I just always liked, like, heavier kind of music yeah. as a kid. For yeah. some reason. I have no idea why, what drew me to that. But, um, and I think that was always just the thing from then on. Like, it was like, I thought that, you know, Guns N' Roses were heavy. And then, you know, then I heard Slayer and just like, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> uh, you know, and then, you know, then I like heard punk music and and then uh it just got, i guess it all just kind of like Snowballed went from there, from there you know yeah. like you, you kind of have these like uh your entry level like bands that like kind of get you over the line and then not not to say like i, I still listen to skid row yeah. to this day That's great. um 
not to say that you know that, that I don't listen to them anymore or whatever, but um, but I think everyone, I'm sure everyone has that experience of like they hear a band and they think this is the like craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear a new band, and then that's and the craziest. Like, what thing. the yeah, hell yeah. is that? Um, so, so yeah, I think I don't know. I don't know why it always spoke to me, but I always liked heavy. Yeah. Was it something that was um, in and around you in the area in which you grew up, or was it something that you had to sort of seek out for yourself as well? Um, yeah, well, I guess um, I guess I got into more like punk music and metal metal when uh, I was in I think I was like year seven or something like that, and, yeah. um, and so I was like back in my hometown, living in Fern Bay, yep. New South Wales, Newcastle. <laughs> Very good. Um, and yeah, I guess, you know, my friends at the time, like we, we listened to that kind of stuff and, um, and yeah, we just, uh, got into like, you know, I remember I had a tape at school and it, one side was Mill and Colin Tiny Tunes yep. and the other side was Minor Threat Discography. Wow. There you go. So that one definitely got a play, uh, kind of a weird yeah. mix, but, um, it informed change for you. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, lots of school, school time, alternative music listening. Then. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, uh, it was just like a bunch, bunch of friends that always listened to the same, yeah, same yeah. stuff. Um, and then would, would try and look for other stuff, you know, like you would see a, a thanks list of a, of a band and yeah, yeah. pick you out pick band out names and go, what there? do they sound like? You know, yeah. like sometimes it was terrible and sometimes you found some gold, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, it's so, so funny how things have changed since, since, <laughs> since that was the way you find out <coughs> new bands. No, there was no internet. Then yeah. You'd see a, you a, a shirt that a band member was wearing and you'd be like, yeah. oh, who's that? Um, Yeah. So was it primarily friends that you went through that with, or was it like, was there family members that informed those sort of things much? Or not at all. Not my, at all? Not my, uh, I was definitely the black sheep of the family in yes. terms of music. Um, uh, yeah, definitely not. It was always friends. Like, yeah, um, had a good group of friends in high school, and we just like, it was like the first band I was ever in. Yeah. Um, yeah which actually were called Stolen Youth. I've heard that story before and it's sick. That, that's yep, good. that's true. Um, yeah, we were, it was like 90, <coughs> 94, I think we started jamming. We used to play, um, God, we used to play like Screech and Weasel covers and Bad Religion covers and Minor Threat covers. Yeah. <laughs> and one Slayer song, uh, South of Heaven. Uh, that's so funny. funny. That's great. And, uh, what a, was that like the, <laughs> was that right in the middle of the set or was that towards the end? Where'd you throw I, can't, I can't remember where it kind of sat in the set, but, um, I know that it, it was, that song is the reason why I sing in a band or Sound started singing. Yes. Wow. Cause we could never either. find, we could never find a singer. Like all of our mates like wanted to, but then like were really like shy or just really shit. Yeah. And, um. And then one day we were just rehearsing and um, and one of the guys were like, you should have a go at singing this. Just have a go of it. Yeah. And we played it and obviously knew all the words and, uh, and then after we finished the song, everyone went, you're going to sing for the band. Wow. And I was like, uh, don't know. But, um, <laughs> but Slayer is the reason why I... That's great. I didn't know sing. that. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so, well, that works perfectly into, so Stolen Youth, that was the first real foray into playing music with a group as such then? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then where did it go from Stolen Youth? Uh, From Stolen Youth, I uh, joined an already uh, formed band in Newcastle called Pitfall Mm -hmm. um, with my mate Luke and a bunch of other dudes who I'd never met or all old I was like 17 I think when I joined yeah. the band and they were about god I think they were even like 
30 at that yeah. stage. That was so. the same thing. I, I had the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. The first real band I was in after the band I was in in school was... I was 16 and the singer was 33 and they came around to my mum's house to jam and the first thing my mum said, she was like, you realise these guys are men, yeah? They're not kids, <laughs> they're like they're men. And I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. And mum was like, like they've got beards. <laughs> You're still at school, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. But that's hey, cool. I, I think that's the thing. Like, like it doesn't matter. Someone. Yeah. But, but also, it doesn't matter. Like, you, know, <laughs> you, you're playing a band. You love music. You're passionate about music, yeah. and you're in a band together. It doesn't matter what age you are. You're still doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, together, and I think that was. I don't know. I definitely learned a lot from those dudes playing. You know, like a band when I was like underage. Yeah. But, you know, playing in this band that were kind of already formed and, um, yeah, kind of knew what they were doing. It was and good. And so, did that band primarily just play around New York? Where did you reach out um, to? We played, we actually played, the first time I ever went to the art house was with Pitfall. We played New Year's 96 into 97. Oh, wow. Um, uh, with, now, I, I remember this lineup only looking at the fly now, but, Trigger, which was um, Adam Simpson's band, mm-hmm. which I unfortunately didn't catch that night. I yep. totally cooked it. <laughs> um, and there was Self Reliance. There was Fahrenheit four five one. Yeah. There was Unit eleven seventy four. Yeah. And on a one inch punch as well. And I think then it, then it was us. And we played after them. At like one in the morning or something. It was crazy. It was weird. It was so <laughs> crazy. Um, so yeah, that was we. You know, we we'd been to Melbourne. We played Sydney a whole bunch. Yeah, um, right. Wollongong. At the time, at that time, it was the scene was huge in Sydney and Wollongong. Yeah. So it was like so it was easy like to get there around all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, especially from Newcastle as well. Yeah. Um, this, and and it's going to be hard for me to even like really. Like remember a lot of stuff from then. I've got the worst memory. I have yeah. these like pockets that kind of like okay. I'm like, well, focus yeah, that on happened. those pockets. <laughs> that happened, and then yeah, when people go, oh, so you remember this show? And I'm like, nope, that didn't happen. Right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and so where from there? Where from Pitfall? Uh, from Pitfall, uh, Luke and I left, and then um, we started a band called Arms Reach. Yep. I actually was playing drums. Oh wow! At the start, I didn't know that. Um, and I remember it was. What one... was your drumming capabilities like? Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> I think I was better then. I think I was better then than I would be now. But yeah. um, um, I just remember it was a. Was that a... the first time you'd played drums, or had you been doing that? No, I'd been like kind of commandeering them right, you know, okay. at times. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, like rehearsal or just like uh, you the drummer's all... gone out for a break. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm oh, play drums. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I still do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, and it was a. Uh, I remember clearly the uh, the hot summer night rehearsal where I had blisters and the sweat was in the blisters and all this crap to carry around and I was just like, fuck this, <laughs> this I'm not is, playing yeah. drums anymore. I think that's and I think much... it was probably best for the band anyway, but um. That's pretty yeah. much exactly why I stopped playing drums yeah. too. Because it was like... It's hard. Oh, can you play guitar instead? And I was like, yes, definitely. Yeah, it's heaps easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, then I ended up playing bass in Arms Reach. Yeah. Um, and how long did you do that for? It's so so hard to, to say. Like, I feel like it was like a couple of years, but I think it was about a year or so. Yeah, like, right. I, you know, with Arms Reach done a lot toured a whole bunch uh up and down the east coast um yeah. and then i just kind of like uh i just didn't feel like arms reach was doing stuff that i kind of wanted to do musically right. um yeah and so then i left and started conation yeah. um and conation were together for about eight years or something. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. And Carnation was obviously a very formative part of your musical, you know, uh, taste development and playing and everything, I would assume. Yeah, it was like, like for me, you know, like, uh, like, you know, I, I, I loved a lot of the like melodic 
punk stuff as a kid and um propaganda and i spy were like my like favorite bands ever yeah and so musically like i really like that thing of like you know uh melody and yeah like you know like heavy yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um and so i kind of wanted to start something like that and i remember on a, a walk home from the from a gig one night with dale we yeah we talked about starting a band that was doing that kind of stuff and um you know dale was into like stuff like capitalist casualties and crippled bastards and dystopia and and uh and murray who played in nihilist um nihilist were that kind of band you know like the um a lot more like kind of abrasive like kind of I guess you could say like crust punk stuff yeah, now, yeah, you know, like at the sure. time it was probably not referred to in that way, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, we, we kind of like f- formed all those little like kind of influences that each person had into. And just jammed it together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I think that's a formula for success for a lot of people though. Like that's definitely the way that every band that I've been in that I've been like actually really happy with the output of is, a molding of just whatever the dudes like and try and make it work together. Like often that may be terrible, but in certain circumstances, that's like the best way to do it. Yeah. Like that's, I exist is the fact that I like stoner rock and metal and stuff. And then when we started the band, most of the other dudes weren't as familiar with that stuff. So they brought the elements of like punk and hardcore to it. Yeah. And that's why the band sounded the way it did. Yeah. And then it's grown into the thing it has because people's tastes have grown as well and yeah, mine have exactly. kind of gone in some ways like an opposite way like a lot of things that i put into i exist now like like i listen to integrity all the time even though i didn't <laughs> yeah. when i started the band yeah, and yeah. so now it's like i like yeah. having those fast parts and yeah stuff, you know? yeah 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 and yeah. i think uh, <coughs> uh i think it's it's it was a rare thing for me to like find a bunch of people like that that um really all on the same page yeah. at the same time and um you know the core of the band was really always um dale murray and myself mm-hmm. um we've had members come and go yeah uh, over the years but um but it, you know it always came back to us three you know like really driving it and really wanting to wanting it to to still yeah you know happen and stuff like that um so yeah had a good time for that band i'm really proud of what that band done and what I guess I learnt from playing in yeah. that kind of music and um uh yeah we're actually doing another gig yes. soon so how did that come about oh look it's it's just like we get asked from time to time to play things. if we'll do something yeah. and sometimes just things line up you know like yeah um and uh the show that we're playing, you know, is, is a benefit for Minus 18, which is a youth service um, for, like, uh, LGBTI mm-hmm. uh, youth. And I really think it's a really awesome uh, thing to be a part of and to yeah, raise for money sure. for. And, um, you know, really in line with what we all believed as a band. And yeah. um, so for us, it's like, well, I'd rather get back together to play another show for something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So, then so just yeah. for the sake of doing it. Then just doing a show, yeah. It's yeah. not, that's really, you know, we're, it's a funny thing. It's like, we're not a band, but I guess we still are because every couple of years we you do something. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not writing anything or whatever like that. But, um, but yeah, so it just kind of like, it all fell into place. Yeah. Kinda, well, it's cool that sense. you're still open to doing those things though as well. You know, like I, I do understand that like, you know, some people's opinion that like, when a band breaks up, they that's got to be it. Sure. But I Absolutely. also understand yep. the thing that like, if you were in that band for, when it was going, it was eight years. That's an enormous portion of your life. Yeah. So you're yeah. always going to hold something for that band, you know? Sure. And like, yeah. And, and the people too. And you, it's not like you've been cut off from the people that were in that band or anything. Totally. Either, you know? Totally. And the reason that we broke up <coughs> was like, really there was, you know, like I was leaving Newcastle and, mm-hmm. and kind of felt like I wanted to just kind of like, you know, uh, cut that part, you know, like, yeah. um, and it was, well, in a sense you, sometimes you have to do that to make yeah. your yeah. moving work, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and for me, like, um, 
at the time, you know, like Conation kind of got to the point where um, I was pretty burnt out by it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like politically and emotionally and everything. Like, um, so it felt like, you know, it was definitely the right thing to do. Um, I wanted to do other stuff musically yeah, uh, as well, you know, like, yeah. um, and so like, we never, we never ever like left on weird, bad yeah. terms. Like it was just kind of like, you know, um, need to move on and, and stuff like that. And we all, you know, we all have lots of different stuff going on. And really, it's like a great excuse just to hang out again, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, I really get to see everyone in that band uh, all in the same place, you know? Like yeah. We, Jenna lives in Lismore. Uh, Murray and Dale are still in Newcastle. Like, Mars is playing the hard-ons and uh, Captain Clean-Off and is always, like, busy. crazy busy. Very and busy, yeah. uh, You know, Dale runs <coughs> the studio and he works and he's got other bands and stuff. Like, you know, everyone's got stuff going on. So you know, when we have worked out some way to kind of like get together and do another show, I really look forward just to hanging yeah, out, yeah. you know, so that's, that's right. really good. Yeah. So was it around the time of doing Carnation or did it come before it that you decided to sort of start embarking into doing like solo stuff and, you know, uh, acoustic music as well? Was that before then or around then or after then or when well, did that fall into things for you? It's funny like the acoustic stuff i've wanted to do even as like stolen youth were going yeah right crazy um uh you know like i used to listen to billy bragg and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i always always wanted to do it but i never thought i could like i never had the skill to do it and was really scared to like sing like that and sing by myself and yeah yeah, right kind of stuff and um and a, t- a couple of times, Conation actually done some acoustic sets. Yep. When Murray was away uh, at, in the band at the time, it was Heath and Dale and I done like an acoustic set, done yep. a, done Conation songs acoustic. Yeah, cool. Not screaming or whatever, but yep. like, you know, um, and they were fucking terrible, but um, <laughs> it was kind of like, it was really kind of cool to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because it's always something that I've wanted to do. So it was like, it was a slow moving thing for me. Um, and then at one point I decided to do another project, which was Feel Like Us, mm-hmm. which started with just just Kim and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, you know, slowly grew. So Feel Like Us was happening. Uh, we started in 2004. Yeah. So Conation was still going then. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that, that's always been a, a huge passion of mine. Like, I've loved just solo acoustic stuff, and I always wanted to, to try have, your hand have a crack it. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah cool. Um, and so, when when did you move to Melbourne? So, that was actually 2006. Okay. So, it was I'm 10 years to the pitfall New Year's. Right, I remember, like, I spent, uh, I moved into the art house, and I spent New Year's at the art house. There you go. Uh, 2006, 2007, so... Who would have ever known that that would occur? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So yeah. when when you moved here and started, uh, you know, was that when things sort of picked up a little bit for your solo stuff or like in terms of your output in that yeah, area? Li- yeah, a little bit. It was. It's always been a real, in in a weird way, it's always been a, like a, a side project. Yeah. But, but not like at times it's really, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I was definitely playing a lot of solo shows in Newcastle bef- before I left. Yeah. Um, but then when I moved, uh, when I moved to Melbourne, I moved and joined Death and the Family. So then Death and the Family were really busy, kind of yeah. hit the ground running there. So, um, solo shows happened on the side, yeah, and, yeah. um, that kind of thing. Um, so it, for the first couple of years when I was in Melbourne, I was just kind of doing solo shows here and there. It yeah. wasn't a serious thing or anything like that. Um, and the songs that I had were more songs that I was writing at the time that were, that I was like, oh, this isn't really a Feel Like Us vibe yeah, kind of song, yeah. you know? Um, so it just kind of happened. The solo thing or whatever um, just happened really more organically. Yeah, Just kind of like sure. just rolled along. 
as be, something you didn't need other people to do obviously yeah it was yeah. easy it's great yeah. like as you know like you know playing a band and mm. and with extended members at times like you yeah. know, it's hard to get stuff happening and then with solo stuff it's like do you want to play a show yeah. <laughs> yes I do yeah. yeah that's it I can tell you right now yeah. yes lock it in so yeah so okay well how did you how did um, A Death in the Family come about then how was that something that came well, together for you well I was I was leaving Newcastle I was actually going to go over to the US to work mm-hmm. uh, and go traveling yeah. um, and for my job I didn't get my visa in time so right. I bailed on it I had all this money saved. Yeah. And basically my idea at the time was to, when I came home, I would move to Melbourne anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just called up Kim and was like, hey man, can I come down and stay with you guys for a couple of weeks? Yeah. And um, came down just to hang out and just to suss out places to live. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, and I got a call from Adam one day saying, hey, um... A death in the family looking for any guitarists do you know anyone yeah <laughs> and i was like uh yeah i'm a guitarist <laughs> um yeah 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 and so we kind of like had a jam while i was just hanging out in melbourne yeah. and um yeah it went really well it was awesome um and then i went home uh yeah two weeks later and packed up my stuff and yeah moved moved down and moved into the arty. So yeah, crazy. Yeah. And then it sort of snowballed from there from, well, basically when I, when I joined the guys are like, so we've got a European tour booked, uh, in October yeah, for two months. Um, and it was like, I moved in July yeah, and they're like, yeah, this is, this is happening. You, you came with that. And I was like, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Sick. Um, and played three shows here in Australia and then went, and done a 38 show that's tour. That's crazy that that was the introduction to the <laughs> It band. was the introduction and it could obviously go either way yeah, there. Yeah. But it was really, it was, it was a nice <coughs> tour. It was a great Were you time. like, were you mates with everyone else in the band at that point or? Yeah. That, like, did you sort of get thrown into being friends with them? <laughs> no, like I, I'd know, like I knew, I'd known Adam for years and, um, uh, cause like he's all like his other band, uh, Days of Iris played shows with Conation yeah. and um so like that and and Andy I think like we met more recently in those years yeah because um, he put out the, the first Feel Like Us record sure. and, um so like Feel Like Us and A Death in the Family will play shows together and same with Conation yeah, right, played okay. shows together so um yeah so like and and Matt um I think like Matt I knew the least at the time yeah um but yeah we we all knew each other and yeah. um got along really well like it was really yeah. easy yeah it's no, good it's cool yeah um so i guess throughout all this there was like i mean arguably you played in over the years like bands that came from like totally different well obviously parts of the country but also mm. totally different musical influence did yeah. while you were going through that have you seen like your personal taste change as that went along or was with those bands just a reflection of the influence you already had pretty much like for me like you know like i see music as you know something that i don't i'm not narrow that i like metal and that's all i like and that's all i will listen to Mm -hmm. and these i will only play in these bands like you know ever since i was a kid i like i like all different kinds of like you know hardcore punk metal pop punk like yeah, yeah. you know uh solo singer songwriter folk music some country music alt country like I, I like all of that stuff and i really enjoy challenging myself to to try and play and write that kind of music like stuff that i really like yeah it's like um you know i know i know a lot of people like would talk shit on someone for like you know if you you're in a hardcore band now you're in a fucking country band like yeah who yeah. are you like you know i don't know who you are blah, blah, blah. <coughs> but i actually think music's something you should explore and, yeah. and enjoy and not no, I agree be totally. like locked into this one genre and that's who you are like we're all complex fucking people with lots yeah. of different interests like outside of music and um 
in our everyday life, art, whatever, you know, I don't think we should be like trapped in one trapped, thing. Yeah, yeah. Doing the one thing for the rest of your fucking life. Like, I don't care if that, you know, in the, in a year I'm like into hip hop or whatever and have a crack of that. that. Yeah. You know, that's not the likelihood of that's that. That's not happening. likelihood, <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, like it shouldn't matter. Like, yeah, you know, um, go on the path that you want. Like there's yeah. no, I don't think there's any, uh, rules there at all. So, mm. um, I, for me, like, uh, going from, you know, like coronation and, and listening to like all the bands I listened to in, at that time in my life was really perfect for me in that, that time in my life. And, yeah. um, and then discovering like, you know, um, more like folk music and, and really connecting with that and really, like, you know, like, as a songwriter, kind of like going, fuck, that that would be crazy. Like, I don't know how to write a song like that. That would be, yeah. I really want to just have a go at doing that, you know? Okay. And, um, and that's kind of how it's been for me, I think, forever. Like, yeah, yeah, it's always, it's always been changing. That's good. Yeah. But it's in a, you know, it's in that kind of like... The alternatives. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right, well... Uh, I guess that's that's an interesting thing as well then. Um, would you see it going the opposite way? Like has uh, your musical taste then in the, you know, the more recent years of your life, has that sort of been something that's also impacted on like your, you know, the way you have grown up? Has that in the, you know, like you're married and you have a child? Mm. As, mm-hmm. has, do you think the, you know, the time in your life has reflected your music, but do you think the music has also made an impact on your life at this stage? Um, like, to be honest, I've actually, like, in the last probably four years, been listening to more stuff that I listened to when I was about 18. Yeah, right. Like, heavier stuff. Like, you know, like, it's crazy. Um, and, like, if it wasn't that I, you know, like, as you said, like, you know, have have a family, you know, like, yeah. it, it's... um. I don't have as much time that I used to when I was younger just to be like, yeah, let's have five bands. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll, sure. you know, we'll do stuff. Like I'd, I'd really love to do like a heavier band. And mm. I talk to mates all the time about like, Oh, I'd be fucking rad to do that. Like, yeah, yeah. let's do that when I have time. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much where it is, <laughs> where it stands at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, um, I don't know. Like, honestly, like, or, I listen to pretty much just heavier music these days more yeah. than just like kind of more chilled out stuff. Yeah. And do you feel that that, <laughs> that is working? That is maybe, oh, sorry. Do you feel like that's giving like a, a different spin on how you're creating music now though as well? Like, cause you're still obviously actively writing solo mm. stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like the solo stuff you're writing in some possibly not totally direct way is being influenced by the fact that you are now listening to heavier things or yeah like maybe um like lyrically i guess yeah uh like in themes and stuff like that um but yeah but definitely not like (laughs) no no not not musically not musically no no but um but no i think for me like it, it like what i listen to on a write is at the moment is definitely very different. Yeah. Um, you know, like feel like us isn't writing like, you know, like tuned to D yeah, like yeah, right. stuff, but, um, but it's probably a bit more sonically heavier than, okay. than it has been. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but that's no, an interesting question because it's actually something I've never actually really thought yeah. of. Well, it's one of those things, like I think in, in my time that I've spent writing music, like I can definitely hear, the things that I was listening to at the time when I wrote a certain song or I wrote a certain record or something, not that that would in any way, anyone would be able to tell that I was doing sure, that. Sure. But like, you know, I would know that like, Oh man, I really was listening to like hip hop for like that month because of that, like one thing that no one's ever going to hear, but yeah, like yeah, I yeah. can hear that part. Or, yeah, you know, totally. or like I was listening to heaps of like, like there's a song on the second I exist record that no one would ever pick this, but it was around the time that, that, um, not the last propaganda record, but the one before it came out mm. and that record's great. And then I was just, there's just this one riff on that record that I was like, 
want to try and snake a propaganda review. <laughs> well, I'll have to go and back like, and have a listen and to And Alex that. was like, that really sounds like propaganda. I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, he'd know, he'd know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was like, that was my way of like, being like, yeah, that record rules. I'm going to try and get that in there. <laughs> For sure. And I think like, I think that, that to me is the best way. Like, that's the, it's where you get the, those ins- inspirations from like, you yeah. hear something, you just go, holy shit, that is an amazing riff. I want to write something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and then there's the thing of like, well, that sounds <laughs> exactly like that. Um, yes, yeah. But, but uh, that happens to me every, you know, every time. Like, I think that's how I actually get songs written these days. Like, hear something and go, oh, that's awesome. I better fucking try something, you know, like try and write something just as good or, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like always using those benchmarks to try and challenge yourself and write something that's yeah. really interesting and you get inspired by yeah, records cool. but um but yeah like i don't know I've, I've i've been trying for years to work out how i could do a cursed song acoustic <laughs> but i think we'll i think we'll get there something you're working on yeah something i'm working on yeah. <laughs> all right well um for the sake of the layout of this let's introduce the song you are going to perform oh, yes. which has already yeah. been performed oh, but studio <laughs> magic is going to make this sound the other way um all right and then we're going to go into a different part of this podcast but do you want to introduce this song at all is there anything about this you would like to say before it plays sure yeah this uh it's the new song it's called mother middle east and it's about um it's about how you, you can't help where you're born and for a lot of people that's being born into conflicts and war and horrible, horrible situations uh, where there are basically two options and that's to stay where you are and possibly die or flee to uh, hopefully find a better life. Um, and the song... Talking of dark themes, this song is basically from the viewpoint of a child that is laying under rubble in a building, uh, contemplating their life and what their life has been so far. There you go. All right. Well, here is the first song ever recorded for this podcast. (laughs) Enjoy.
Now, with our second part, we have another guest. Please introduce yourself, sir. Uh, um, is that what people say when they don't know, they don't remember your name? Uh, <laughs> Liam, I remember yeah. your name. Uh, you the option. Yeah, thank you. Um, my name is Liam White, and I play guitar with Mr. Jamie Hay. And yeah. you just Mr. heard his beautiful tone... Coming through my <laughs> wonderful solid state practice. Oh, I thought you were talking about my vocal. Well, that too. <laughs> both, both tones. Both of those things. Yeah. So, all right. Let's. Well, start from the beginning with you two. How did you two first start making music together? Uh, I guess I asked Liam if he wanted to get involved. I think it was. I don't know. If it was for the record or just yeah, in it was. general? So yeah. I think it was. I think you were kind of like thinking. Um, from what I remember, it was like, you know, we were kind of thinking about like, well, you got in touch with me and said, I've got this record that I'm going to try and write and I want to try and bring a few people into the fold and kind of like have a bit of a kind of studio band, I suppose, and try and flesh out some ideas that I've been having and, um, you know, would you be interested in being part of it? And I was just like, um, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't can't even remember like four years ago or three years ago or whatever it was like. Yeah, but I remember that we were mates and I wanted to uh, get people involved in making the record that I thought were awesome musicians and that would be on the level and... Then you um, ran out of them and got to me. And then, yeah, and then I finally got around to Liam and Lombie and Carl and Matt. (laughs) Just threw them all on. But we've known each other for ages. We we first met in 2004, I think. Yes, yes we did, yeah. Um, I was I was living in Tasmania at the time and um yep. and one of the first kind of like bigger shows that I um put on in Hobart was um the Against Me tour in two thousand and four. Okay, cool. um, yep. and Jamie's band Co Nation was playing that whole tour. So we kinda of got to meet and hang out yeah. um through that, which was really great. You know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like plus I've been thrashing his record, like that Co Nation record. Um the dichotomy record for like the past you know year or whatever before that so yeah sick yeah it was pretty good I was just like is that snare gonna snare drum gonna be as ringy in real life (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't and it wasn't (laughs) um yeah so we kind of just hung out there and then um uh the death in the family and um the band that I was playing in in Tassie um called The Scandal played a bunch of shows together in Melbourne and um, yeah. and Tassie like over the space of probably four years or something like that and yeah. we just kind of kept hanging out and, and then yeah. um, I eventually moved over to Melbourne from Hobart in 2008 and um, like I guess yeah we just once kind of you, like you, once you moved over we just hung out yeah we heaps. just hung out yeah. heaps and it was kind of like we discovered that we actually had a lot in common in terms of the stories of the way that we kind of played music. And, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, thinking about like, you know, Hay was in a band for eight years that was a three-piece band that was doing, like trying to push kind of like push the envelope in terms of music stuff. And I was in a band for eight years that was a three-piece band that was kind of trying to push yeah, right. our musical understandings and that sort of stuff as well. So mm. it's kind of once you discover that, it's just a bit like you discover that you've kind of got a bit of a shared history even though you have only known each other for a little bit. So. yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, you know, we would just kind of go hang out and talk shit for a while and just become really good friends. And it's kind of cool, like playing in a band with someone that you were friends with first. Yeah. And then it's like, oh yeah, maybe we could do music stuff together. Yeah. 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 Um, And I think I found that we have that similar music taste that, you know, like, um, Liam will be listening to a record that's just like not something like you know walk into his house and he's got on something that i'm like what the fuck is this like yeah, what are you yeah. listening to he's like oh it's this band you know like it, always something different and we we have that as i was saying before like we have those musical paths that aren't just so straightforward For like sure. um yeah so uh, i think we're kind of really compatible as 
musicians, hetero-life partners. And yeah, like we, we share that, that same view, you know, like yeah. in that um, passion for music. So um, I think that was definitely a thing, you know, when I was thinking of getting other people to do, um, to play on the record and um, stuff like that. But like, yeah, Liam was definitely the first one I thought of. And um, yeah, it's just easy. And you guys yeah. have done stuff since the record. Yeah, you got, uh, was it a 7-inch that you did? Or was it no, just on, an it was online? A, it was an online, just like yeah. a digital EP, just yeah. two songs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when did that come out? January last year, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, just two songs. Um, and it was a benefit for um, uh, like a domestic violence crisis service. Yeah. Um, and also part of that release, I got uh, two friends of mine, Ben Sadradget, um, who's an artist that lives in Sydney <laughs> from Newcastle. Um, uh, he done a lino cut, uh, or I think it was like a woodcut maybe, um, for that. And we had like 20 copies or 30 copies of that. And Chris Collahan from Cursed designed a poster, mm-hmm. which I got printed here. Um, and and both of those posters were, were part of that. And people bought them and all the money went to the to the service. Yeah, that's um, and so that was like, I guess that was, you know, it's like a release these days, you know, like yeah, to yeah. do a digital release. and But I, I like the idea of having something physical as well. Yeah, as a part sure. of it, oh, that's know? a good idea too. Um, yeah, rather than it being a seven inch and a, you know, that whole kind of thing, the, the posters are, for me, like kind of a, a part of that release. Yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that was the, the one that we done together. Because um, basically, like, wh- when it comes to the, when I've done the record and, you know, um, Carl and Lombi and, and Matt, um, you know, they're all got so much stuff going on. Carl moved back to, to Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, Lombi, you know, he, he's busy with like so many bands and he's, now he's got his own studio and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and now Matt's my boss, so I can't have him in the band anymore. <laughs> <laughs> conflict of interest. Yeah, because yeah. if I say, oh, you're not doing that right, then I'll, you know, but I'm you sure. I'm sure. not work anymore either. <laughs> No, I've got the best job in the goddamn world, um, and the best boss in the goddamn world. Um, but um, nah. So so basically, like, I guess the thing for me was like, I really liked um, having, like, I guess when it comes to like solo performers, you know, like um, there are a dime a dozen, and I'm in that dozen. Yeah. Um, I totally understand I'm a, that. I'm a dime. He's a dime. <laughs> um, but you know, like, I think. It's always good to have something different, you know. That, something that, to bounce that, off. Yeah, and um, and so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to keep playing shows um, with, like, Liam and um, to have, like, someone else there and I think it sounds better. And now when I play, if I end up playing a show by myself, yeah. I just kind of just go, this fucking sucks when I get off stage. This really <laughs> sucks. Where's, so, where's Liam? Oh, that's so right. You guys He's been in fucking Hobart. <laughs> <laughs> So have you guys been writing the music together now or is it something that comes from one side and then it's sort of collaborated on after or is it together? Yeah, like I guess I still write the songs um, but I'll definitely like we'll come to Liam and say this is kind of like where it's at at the moment yeah. and yeah. you know and we, like, we tend to do a bit more arranging together like Yeah, just yeah. going okay let's look for some kind of stuff that I can you know like I can play on and compliment and then pull sure. out from and let yeah. Hay do his thing without treading on his toes musically, yep. I suppose. So that's the kind of thing that I'm always looking for in terms of the way that our kind of instruments and voices work together is yeah. like just to kind of like to let the songs speak for themselves and not overplay on them. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Which is kind of like a pretty healthy way to approach playing together with people. Around, yeah, yeah. You know? I think so too. Like, I mean, if you're always... always yeah challenging one another or trying to be on top of someone else or something you're just gonna it's gonna sound like a mess yeah. you know whereas yeah. I really like Hayes voice and guitar playing so I was basically like I'm only gonna try and play when it's gonna add something rather sure. than just playing for the sake of playing yeah. something what he's 
what he's basically saying is it's a dictatorship and that, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm the boss yeah, and he right. does what I say. Isn't there supposed to be some sort of benefit arrangement for those? <laughs> no, the there's no benefit. <laughs> there's the... um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or is it the fame and glory of the game? It's just, I haven't look, had either of those. No, no. It comes with time. I told you, just be patient and it will come. It's fine. It's what you told I'll reward you amongst the beatings. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So are you guys currently writing stuff for something else or? Yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, writing for a, a full length. Um, yep. hopefully we'll get in to do this year. Yep. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of new songs in the works. So, um, I guess for me these days, they just come a bit slower than, yes. than, than they used to. But, um, yeah. but yeah, like, uh, some ideas there that I'm happy with so far and, yeah, we'll, we'll get to develop. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully a new uh, new record by next year out next year. Cool. Yeah. And do you guys have any shows together coming up soon? Yeah, we've got um, what have we got this weekend in Newcastle? Yeah. Um, we're playing at the Hamilton Station Hotel with Jen Buxton and band now. Great. The, the band. plus band plus band <laughs> plus the Slaughterhouse, the Slaughterhouse Fire. Fire. Yep. Um, who had Dale, Dale from Co-Nation plays bass in so I was cool. ch- chatting to him last night so I knew that um, and my mate Mick Fafolia and Alison Gallagher from Sydney mm-hmm. and then the week after we're playing at the Rev with Blackie from the Hard-Ons cool um, which will be awesome um, and Georgia so we'll, Mack we'll have Blackie and Whitey on stage we will have Blackie <laughs> and Whitey <laughs> together right. at last yeah together Ying at and Yang. yes <laughs> <laughs> so what date's that on? Uh, Thursday the 9th of April. Because okay. I think that will be... Will this be the That'll day? That'll be the that day it really, It's going to be really... Okay. okay, so tonight... tonight. <laughs> so if you're tonight. hearing this in the afternoon, this evening, you this have evening. to go to a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And then if you don't hear it until after the show, then we're playing... On the Friday. T- tonight on the Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you can... Okay, edit now. Tonight. <laughs> edit. Tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, we're playing the Hobble Day uh, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. show at John Curtin, uh, which will be awesome. It's a, a rad like mix of bands. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I'm pretty stoked about seeing Charge Group. I really like that band. Cool. Really excellent. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. yeah. And, be uh, and they're working with, I think, uh, Tom and Aaron from Hobble Hoy are working with this uh, coffee place called Monastery Coffee to um, kind of have... I think free coffee at the show. So this is not going to end well for pretty... me and you, hey, because <laughs> I'm going to drink so much t- coffee at that show. It's going to be a bit weird. Like, you said it's going to be real perky <laughs> and snappy. Oh, I'm pro- I might have to put the guitar like down a... and go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the runs. One of them too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it should be fun. It's definitely, um, last year's was really really fun so stoked mm. to be playing it again this year and um we're, yeah we're, we're kind of um just in writing mode pretty much at the moment in terms yeah. of um you know yeah so the song stuff. that you just performed was is that going towards this new record? yeah it's a, it's a new song yeah yeah, cool. yeah it'll be on the new record yep awesome. so this is what they would call an exclusive. Oh, yes, we're breaking things now. So exclusive, you can yeah. call it an exclusive. I'm going to. <laughs> don't, don't, I'm going to put little asterisks around it. Exclusive. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, all right. Well, is there anything other than those two shows that you would like to advertise? That's it at the moment, I yeah. think. Yeah, pretty Yeah, sure. I think so. <laughs> yeah. We're going to try and do some more interstate touring later on in the year. Um, yeah, yeah. We sort of haven't done much in the last 12 months because <clears throat> I was uh, uh, living in Hobart for five months last year. So um, yeah. so we've been a little bit um, hamstrung in terms of doing interstate touring, but um, hopefully get to WA together for the yeah. first time, which cool. will be sweet. Yep, um, yep. And then, yeah, I don't know, it'd be good to do some international stuff if we can make it work, but... It's a it's a far off it's a yeah, far it's off a far dream. Plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one day. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, actually, the one thing that I haven't done, I haven't really put much thought into, but I'm going to think about it right now. In this sentence, mm-hmm. every other one I've gotten, people do a top five of something. Doesn't have to be organized, but let me. Uh, this is where I'm going to put it. Give me a top five, and you can do this together. Mm-hmm. 
of playing shows with one or two people? What would be the top five, let's say, best or worst things about playing shows with one or two people? <laughs> As someone who's Whoa. never done it before, I've only ever played in bands. Okay. The, the number, are we going from one down or you should can, we go from five? You, whatever you feel, whatever you feel. Um, it can be a mix. It doesn't have to be the top. Let's not it's number them. A five. Let's we'll not number five things. things. Yeah, five things. Okay. That are good or bad. You can tell I'm very non-competitive. Let's just make five. <laughs> five <laughs> yeah, and then we'll do a whoosh at the end and hug. You're, you're perfect in partnership. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. He's been trained well. Confrontational. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what whippings and abuse <laughs> would do. Um, uh, best thing about playing with. Two people, I think, is it instantly makes your ordinary songs sound a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. <laughs> All right, Liam, do you have one for us? Um, oh, jeez. I think the best... I think... Okay, so I think the hardest thing about playing with two people is that if you fuck up on stage, everyone knows about it. Yeah. So, the, like, when I've played in bands before... You kind of like, you can, within the first 10 seconds, know if things are going to be okay for the rest of the set or if okay. they're going to horribly fall apart. Yes. Mm. And, I would agree. Um, you can I, hear and get the vibe. Totally. But, yeah. yeah. And it's like, as soon as you notice that like the drummer does a feel like and just absolutely nails it. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like someone's kind of like singing in tune straight away. It's like, oh, okay, you can relax. Yeah. But when you're playing like with just one other person, the pressure's always on to kind of like, like there's no, you can't really, I mean, it's not, it, it takes a bit more to kind of um, relax into it, I think. For sure. Yeah. Man, like, just like to, to speak more about that, like the first bunch of times I played solo and like, I remember there was like a turning point where it was like, okay you can't be fucking nervous anymore because when you're nervous, your voice is shaky and yeah. you suck and it and makes it all worse. a bit jangly and, and it's just like, and it just fucking like ruins you and there's so many shows I've played like earlier on where I just was like, I just want to get off stage right now. Like, I just want to put this guitar down and fucking walk out of here. I don't care what anyone says. It's like, yeah. it's so horrible. And I remember there was a turning point where I was like, Okay, you just can't get nervous anymore. If, yeah. you get, if you're nervous, that's when it's going to suck. So just remember that so mm. you don't get up on stage and be nervous because yeah. it's going to suck. And it kind of worked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had, a, I had a similar thing in I Exist where I Exist was the first band I ever played guitar in, like in front of people. Yeah. Like I've been playing guitar since I was like a kid, but I'd only ever played drums at shows. Yeah. And if you've ever been a drummer, you know that there's like a significant it's... safety net in front of you in yeah. physically and also like... You know, you're at the back, you're holding things together, but that's mm. not something you're nervous about because you've got a lot of things around you. Yeah. And then the first time I played a show with I Exist playing guitar, there was quite a few people there. It wasn't like a tiny show or anything. And like, I remember going, and I sang and I was like, mm. yelled, but like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm at the front now. <laughs> There's people like two <laughs> feet away looking from me right at me. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, but I yep. obviously I had the other people to lean on, but that's it. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a a, a naked, naked, scary feeling when you like. I think it's fine if you get up there, as you said, like, and you get up there and you feel good, and you, it's like, yeah. it's like cool. This is gonna be rad. But when it's not feeling good, it's like fucking sucks. <laughs> All right, so, something else that's we got three left. We got three to knock out. What are some other things, good or bad? Good or bad. Solo or um, duo. It's probably a bit more rider to go around. I was if, honestly if there is like if was, there is one, it's yeah. always like two of us. Yeah, there's two one. of us. All right, this is good. Yeah. Um, rider, good. Rider. That was was that your number one? That was what I, that was what I was going through. <laughs> and I was like, you've been to Europe, you know. Yeah, oh, hey, like in I, Europe. yeah, we need oh, to tour Europe. Three cases of beer yeah. for myself, perfect. <laughs> wouldn't, we wouldn't make it anyway. <laughs> In Europe, anyway, yeah. Um, something um, else. I think, I think the worst thing that... Um, I think I've said two negatives now, haven't I? That's really bad. Okay. Um, the worst... <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm just bringing the tone down. Um, we are so, like, playing the opposite role. 
Yeah, I'm just uh, yeah. I'm just stirring the pot here. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it's like I and we've been talking about this. I need to find some way of being able to take a bunch of pedals yeah. and a nice sounding valve amplifier and an electric guitar on a bicycle so that we can ride the shows. <laughs> like we, that's this is pretty the dream much the dream. Us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the plan. That's that's really that's what's coming next. Not no tours, no record or whatever. Let's just work out some kind of way to be able to ride to shows with yeah, right. everything. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so stupid. Like, you know, we play in a duo and Hay just has pretty much, mostly just takes an acoustic guitar, maybe mm. a banjo sometimes, mm. yeah. um, and a harmonica and his lungs. And that's, yeah. that's He's already holding it. them. Yeah. <laughs> they're an impressive set of they're in, their, they're in their own little capsule. But, um, but then I'm dragging like, I'm dragging like an acoustic, uh, an electric guitar a bunch of pedals, an amplifier, maybe a head and maybe a cabinet oh, to shows just to play, you know, like electric yeah. guitar on the top. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Know? And so that's the dream. That's the next plan for us, you know. Figure like out band, how to make this all together. Well, like band, yeah. <laughs> bands talk about the next, you know, the next step for them being mm-hmm. able to, you know, play 300 uh, or, you know, 600 um <laughs> Capacity, capacity rooms, you, rooms. Want, you want to push the room. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit about that. I just want to be it's able more to ride about, my bike to show. It's more about how we get there. Yeah. <laughs> the transport is we the issue. Yeah. We have actually, this is this is an absolutely serious um, thing. Uh, we've talked about doing a tour on our bikes, like doing a, a trip up north, yeah. taking a couple of weeks and like like with a swag and, and little travel guitars and doing a tour on, on bikes. It'd be tiring, but it, it will be. Um, it'll it, yeah. get us fit. Liam's done it heaps. Like he does lots of touring stuff. Um, uh, so he he'd be fine. I'd die, but <laughs> it's my idea. So gotta, I've got to come through. Work towards yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You probably won't but, be able to do it in jeans. I'm, that's that's probably it's the only <laughs> or jorts. <laughs> jorts. <laughs> Jean jorts. I know what they are. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a latex. Maybe we could get some spandex. <laughs> latex. Just say latex. That's not going to be good for anyone. Well, that's that's where I go next. I wouldn't. <laughs> that's really good in it though. <laughs> <laughs> just be. <coughs> All right, last terrible. last thing you got: positive or negative? Um, you got a high note to finish us on. Finish on a positive. I've just been positive all the time. I'm trying yeah. to go negative. Oh, don't do that. Can, maybe should I do another one? I can be positive. Go on, give us one positive, Liam. You got it. It's rehearsals are probably the best rehearsals that I've ever been to. Okay. In mm. terms of like being in a band, because there's no pressure, and yep. most of the time we kind of sit around and just drink a bunch of coffee and talk shit for a couple of hours and listen to mm. records, and then we kind of like rehearse for a bit and kind of spend a bit of time talking about ideas as well, mm-hmm. which is really great because it means that when you get to the point where you're playing music together you kind of already know like you've set the scene you've already. laid the groundwork down pretty and, much and it yeah. means that rehearsals is just like an extension of hanging out with a mate who you really like hanging out with yeah, yeah and it's always it's, it's really not fun. like that thing of kind of being like alright it's Tuesday night I've got to be here at 7 o'clock you rock up to rehearsal someone's hitting the drums already or whatever yeah, yeah. you plug straight in you don't even really talk to it you just go hey how you going yeah. and then you start playing like mm. Which is fine, yeah. But it's I really enjoy that kind of like just hanging out and talking yeah, shit yeah, with sure. your mate, you know. Yeah, and, and when when stuff really needs to be nutted out, we get in there and do it, and and then yeah, then we just like end up just like playing like we find out that like oh you know that song and we just like play a cover <laughs> in like rehearsal or whatever and kind of go yeah that'd be a bit weird if we done that, <laughs> but um you know it's like that kind of easy yeah I, I totally agree it's really fun. It's not like, it's not like, right, okay, now we need to get down to business. It's, it's really like kind of fluid and, and yeah, easy. And well, I mean, it sounds yeah. like a far more productive way to work too at times when you can nut all those things out in a conversation without having to spend hours, you know, slugging away at a riff over yeah. and over. Yeah. And I think we've worked out what our capabilities <coughs> are as well. You know, like, it's like, I know that, yeah, like I can put an idea to Liam and then he'll go home and work it out and then the next yeah. rehearsal let's work out there's no like kind of like and I'll come uh, to you dude and... do you need you know do we need to play over this riff for four yeah. hours until we get it right or whatever yeah, or thing? yeah. which usually but, I do 
Yeah, but he doesn't do it with me there, which is which is why it's good. Yeah, um, cool. yeah. But it's also, I mean, I think in another way, like to kind of yeah, to look at it a little like philosophically, it's kind of like it's good to not have like you as mates hanging out, and then in another basket of your life, there's you in a band, yeah, hanging out. Which like you can kind of get into that mode a little bit when you're in a band with people and yeah. you know, sometimes mm. you're in a band with people who aren't necessarily your mates and you just see them to go you know, you're at rehearsal and you talk about band stuff and then for sure that's kind of about it, you know. Yeah. Which is okay. But um, it just means that if we are in a car together for four hours on the way to somewhere or ten hours or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, waiting around for a show or um, rehearsing or playing a show together it's still that same relaxed vibe of just hanging out as mates. For sure. And yeah. that just makes it, like we were talking before about feeling naked on stage and like, yeah. you know, it, having it be kind of a little bit more exposed. But it, it, it's great because you trust the other person so much because you know, you kind of know a lot about them and yeah, yeah. You know, mm. you've talked about heaps of stuff between you as well. And Yeah. Um, it's it's just, not like a stilted relationship that's no, based no on the, it's not the like, band or whatever. No. No, we're not on first date terms. No. no. We're pretty much, yeah, we're like sitting around we're the pretty house. pretty much retired together. Pants. <laughs> yeah. Stage of our I'm pretty much so. farting in front of him. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It's yeah. a comfortable place to be. <laughs> Is this podcast just going to be like Liam and I are just talking about how much we love each other? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what good. I got. I'm that's... glad you're my first couple on recording. <laughs> yes. Sick. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that's probably good. Thanks for fucking coming to talk to me. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Aaron. It's been fun. Um, oh, spruik your any web presence you have. Where can people hear uh, your music? I'm sure they Spotify? know. I'm sure they know. No, uh, yeah, it probably is. But look, but look, we don't like we don't need to say that. If anyone's interested, I'm sure they work out a way. Okay. All right. Unbanned. You're all you're you all you're all smart bang, people. I'm sure. There you go. And Jay. if you if you actually cared about it. Um, you'd work out a way. You know how to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually giving props to the listeners. They know how to use the internet, and they will find. You. They will if they give a shit. They will find it. If they don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just search your, your Jamie High, Jamie Hay, the Pirate just, Bay. Download <laughs> totally, totally. You'll find nothing. But you should actually just more so look up. I exist. Oh, cool. And listen to them. I don't even have to sprint mention. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Jamie sang on the Exist Records. So yeah, that's right. Go listen to that. All go right. Listen, go listen to that song. No other song. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Brutal bite.